Do you and your friends have really good conversations? Do you guys talk about making a podcast after every good combo? Well, this is your sign to go ahead and make that podcast. Spotify is a platform that makes it so easy to make your podcast. You can even earn money. And in this economy, multiple streams of income is the goal. Spotify for podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer. So no matter how much equipment you have, as long as you have a phone and internet, you can start creating today. Once you start creating, you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else podcasts are heard. Hi, guys. My name is Denasia. And my name is Faith. And we are two 20-something type A Black girls. This podcast is about our journey navigating the world of adulthood, college, and life in general as type A Black girls. We hope you enjoy it. Period. <laughs> okay, so we like to start off our podcast with a rose, a thorn, and a butt. And Denasia, can you... Let us know what that is. Yeah. So if you guys don't know, um, your rose is essentially really something really good that happened throughout your week that you really enjoyed. Um, your thorn is something that really made you mad or something bad that happened throughout your week that pissed you off. And your bud is um, something you're looking forward to next week. Okay. So you want to go ahead and kick us yeah, off? Yeah, <laughs> I'll kick us off, bro. So my rose is I... I celebrated Valentine's Day. It was really, really good Valentine's Day. Um, I did end up taking my boyfriend to get a massage, but there's a quick story time behind that. Um, I took was really supposed to take this man to a reflexology place that had really good reviews, and I called them the day of. I had booked a week and a half before, and she basically was like, hey, we're busy. And I was like, excuse me, I have a reservation. And she's like, yeah, so we're busy, and... I don't know what to tell you. Can you come tomorrow? Girl. <laughs> it's Valentine's Day. Baby. It's, it's, thank it you. won't matter on the 15th. <laughs> thank you. So, um, and so we sell it, We like to do days for Valentine's Day. So my day was Saturday and his day was Sunday. And then he ended up coming over Monday after work. But um, because of that, I like to say I can handle change well until change comes. Yeah. <laughs> That'll do it. Sorry. <laughs> and I literally was hyperventilating. Like I was tearing up because I'm like, frick. My boyfriend has literally been worked like a slave. This man has has had to be at work from like 5 a.m. to 6 a.m. And then like 12 hour shifts. Like my man is a real man. Like that's a man, you know, (laughs) Um, that's a black king right there. (laughs) Oh, love a black king. Okay, so I was like, I want to make sure my boyfriend gets relaxed because I we both have a tendency of planning different holiday couple holidays of things we would like because originally I was supposed to plan this man a picnic. But I'm like, you don't want no dang picnic. That would be for me. That would be pictures for me. You know? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. so um, I ended up calling around after I was finished my panic attack. And I, the first lady said, hey, we're, we, we don't got no availability. I was like, you know what? It's understandable. At least you're sweet. Like, she was sweet about it. Yeah. Um, then the second lady, this lady worked out of her house. And I was like, hmm, okay. Um, so I had to take my man to a lady in a house and she literally put in her message i do not do gentleman massages and i was like <laughs> people ask for that like dang you gotta say that you gotta explicitly make sure it's no because you no, in her house you no her literally house. so i i pulled up we talking about some why are we in front of a house i said so i explained it to him he was like uh and i was like it's not a gentleman gentleman massage he's talking about said what my nerves bro so so yeah that was he's he rated an 8.5 um he said that she didn't have no shoes on and i guess her floors are a bit sticky 
So she was literally all he heard was the entire time on the side. So, so yeah, that was my rose because I was, it was. I got a funny story out of it, even though I had a panic attack. Um, my thorn is, um, I did end up going to a Mina concert, and I'm pretty sure I got COVID from that. So, absolutely love that. That's why I may sound a little bit boyish today, um, and coughing. I'll try to do it away from the phone, but I got COVID, and I have chills. Um, and then I'll put a jacket on, and then I'll feel like I'm on in a sauna or a beach. Then I got to take the jacket off. So that's that. And my bud is my Shein stuff came in. Hey. And that's one step closer to seeing all of my sweets. So excited. It's very excited. Very yes. excited. And with that, I'd say that's my bud too. One, yeah. Like we're one week closer to finally getting to this Miami trip. I mean, mm-hmm. it really keeps me going throughout the week. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, <laughs> I'd be like, oh, like I only have less than a month until. No, I literally. Any today marks the month, mom. Any bikini sipping a martini on somebody's boat. Uh, <laughs> I don't know who's that's somebody to figure out when we get there. Okay. <laughs> oh my um, goodness. Besides my bud, yeah, I'd say my my thorn for this week. So if y'all don't know, I'm a little accounting girly. Yes. And I am in a federal taxation class. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I just, Ew. like we don't have an audience, but I heard everybody just like, ugh. Like, uh, no for real. Yeah, I'm in a tats class, and it's literally, it's 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 winning right now. I'm not even gonna hold you. Like it, it's a, it's a showdown, and it's winning, and I'm not even close. Like I'm getting beat down every single day, <laughs> so it is it's not fun. Um, pray for me because oh, I'm wow. literally in here like crying. I literally was about to start crying during the exam. <laughs> you know, you know what it does. Oh, I know so the bad. Exam. You, you yeah. know the test is so bad. You start calculating how much you can miss. <laughs> On the exam, forget the questions. You start calculating how much you can miss on uh-huh. the exam, and you'll get a decent grade. But like, just graduate. Forget get a grade. Graduate. But just graduate, mom. That's it. That's all. Let, let me walk across the stage. That's it. So it was. It's been a lot. But um, outside of that, my my bud. I guess these are all kind of related. Um, my bud is that I looked on the calendar and I have two months and twenty eight days. In seven hours until I walk across that stage. <laughs> but who's counting? I, I mean, I don't, I don't think that's too type A. I think that's very reasonable to have a little calendar. No, easily, very much, mm-hmm. and down to the down to the second. Yeah. So, um, definitely counting down. Um, very excited. Um, as long as tat, if y'all know someone, actually, this is gonna be a little plug. If y'all know someone that is tutoring in tats, send them my way y'all know where to find me at type a black girls my little at is in the bio yeah go ahead and slide right in my dms i'm gonna accept that request with the quickness Mm -hmm. um but yeah uh, speaking of school i mean that kind of brings us to our topic for this for this episode y'all saw the title yes we are covering what denita just said was her rose she said bud but that was her rose Oh, I sure did. Yeah, that's okay. that's how bad this tats class is dragging me, bro. <laughs> I didn't forgot my I didn't forgot everything I'm supposed to say. But anyway, yes. <laughs> um, you can take it, Denasia. Let's that's go. Our our topic we got a lot to unpack today. Yeah, is about being a black girl at a PWI. Yeah, um, if I'm pretty sure most of our listeners, um, or maybe not, we're not sure. You guys yeah. might be at PWIs, might be HBCUs. But we have been going to PWIs our whole life. It's been a journey. 
Um, so we just kind of want to explain <laughs> what that's been like. And I think we can probably start off by just going into what it was like growing up at a PWI. Yes. Before we get into that, I know, I think I was talking to my dad and he didn't know what a PWI was. Um, but a PWI is a predominantly white institution. Um, and yeah. a HBCU is a historically black college or university. So that's just before we get in, because we're going to be saying that a lot. Right. We're um, going to be heavy abbreviation girls. Heavy. Okay. So growing up as a PW, a black girl at a PWI, um, for me, I moved a lot. Um, like Denae is a military brat, but I literally just moved every single year of my life. So since I had different schools every single year, I had to become an extrovert and I was always the oddball out in every yearbook or just photo in general or friend group. It's, it was going to be me and a whole bunch of other white girls, maybe a sprinkle of a Mexican person because I live in Arizona. Um, but other than that, it was just me. Um, yeah. And the first memory of a black friend that I ever had was in third grade. And I made twin friends, twin friends. And the main factor of us being friends was that one of the twins name was Faith and they were both Scorpios. I didn't understand horoscopes and I'm about to say horology. What's the thing, sweet? <laughs> astrology. <laughs> astrology. <laughs> um, I didn't really know about astrology, but I did know like there's a 50, there's a 50, 50 chance that I'm going to like you. One, if you have a birthday near my birthday and two, if you have my name. So she just kind of made the cut. Um, but yeah, and then we got to move on to the first time I had a crush on a black boy and the kind of like elementary type of crush was in pre-K and quick story time. Um, my mom was pulling me out of this pre-K. I don't know why, but the day she was going to pull me out, it was princess dress up day. So all there's these two white girls, they were sisters and they had princess dresses and Mm -hmm. I was like kind of jealous, but okay. And um after they were and everybody had a crush on this little black boy so everybody was like oh like let me twirl in my princess dress for this man I don't know let's call him <laughs> let's call him Jeremy I'm gonna I'm gonna turn on this uh, I'm gonna be a white girl twirling for this black man like basically that's what it was giving and then once recess was over um why no during recess why did I look in the tube in the little hole the tube at recess right they was kissing him mom's they was literally like making out with him, and I was like, "They're having sex in the tube." <laughs> in the <What>? tube <laughs> as we speak. <laughs> so that was like my first like elementary crush, and then my real crush crush when I was like, "I want to kiss him." Um, was in third grade when I got my first black friends. Granted, they were black and Mexican. The twins they're black and Mexican, so still not all the way there, but it was something. It was de- definitely different for me, and. I want to say we still follow each other to this day, but hey. third grade was my first memory of a black crush. Wow. I know. I think, yeah, like mine was third through fifth. Like, um, mm. so as Faith said, I'm a military brat. My family was moved around a lot. Um, I've lived in Virginia. I lived in Hawaii before I was in Vegas. <clears throat> so that alone was already a lot because it's a lot of switching schools and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But my first ever memory of like black friends. So even though I was like on air force bases for the most part, and it was very, it was, it was a lot of people there. Like it wasn't just white people. It was a lot of diversity, but not a lot of black people. Mm. So it was a different experience, but I remember my third through fifth grade. Um, one of my neighbors, like down the street was a black boy and our families were cool, you know, chopping it up all the time. We saw each other, only black people on the street, you know, no facts. So it was very much like, cool. We was in the same grade. 
we're just gonna call him we're gonna call him eddie Mm. eddie was the first ever black person i liked like a black guy i liked and i was aware of it you know when you have Mm -hmm. a crush in like preschool but it's nothing like oh yeah like yeah you know like those don't count or like Mm -hmm. even elementary school there's a point where you get a consciousness where you're like yeah i like this person and i know Mm -hmm. it's like someone that was him Mm. me and eddie we was like bro Mm -hmm. (laughs) eddie to this day eddie is my dog we still keep in contact um, love briefly um, but yeah, like he was my first, let's just call it elementary school boyfriend. Cause that's mm. really what it was. This mm-hmm. man was knocking on my door, asking to play outside. <laughs> it was official. Like <laughs> it was official. So that was my first experience, like, um, liking another black guy and him liking me back. Like it was never a question for me uh. initially. It was never a question like, Oh, like I like this black kid in my class. Is he going to like me back? Mm. Because at that point, like, my first ever experience yeah we was cool like we we were michelle obama and barack easily you know it was 20 it was 2008 and yeah you know, you know how mm-hmm. kids are like if they see anyone black you're obama so oh, we were literally, oh. <laughs> literally kids in our grade were literally like calling us like rock and michelle it was crazy mm. but um yeah so when you think about it like that like that kind of sets the tone for the rest of my dating life i feel like because <laughs> Because it really does. <laughs> Moms, I literally forgot. Um, What is it? So after elementary, I don't think I had a black crush until, frick. Then it was middle school. And there was, at going to a PWI, if there's a black person that transfers and they're fine, oh. we have hormones running, bro. Hormones raging. Running amok, okay? So moms, <laughs> it was so bad. This man, literally, all the guys during all not during recess during lunch, all the guys had to protect the guys' bathroom because all the girls were flocking to him because he was so fine, mom. It was insane. It got so bad this man had to hide in the library, and maybe and me, I found him. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> yeah, who are you hiding from? <laughs> exactly. Turns out he was a bit illiterate. So and that I gotta do it. And so to follow the story. Another illiter- illiterate story. Um, I had a- another crush. Let's jump to junior year of high school. Junior or senior year? One of those. Um, I There was a guy, and he was fine, He and he was a sneakerhead. So what I did is I went online, looked up some shoes, and I was like, <laughs> okay, you're going you're gonna to remember the name of this shoe. So I had screenshotted it, put it on my phone, and I had made sure I got to class early because we were in a lot of classes together. So I was like, hey, like I was, I would stand by a desk and he would come in. I would give him a few seconds. Very calculated, very calculated. And I was like, <laughs> hey, like, what do you think about this shoe? I'm thinking about getting this shoe. And he was like, yeah, I think they'll be good. And I was like, yeah, uh, cool. Listen, I'm going to need a little bit more than that. No, I'm literally. Gonna... <laughs> so, so I don't know what led up to it, but I ended up getting his number. Moms, he didn't know how to text. He, he didn't, he didn't know how to text correctly. He was illiterate. And I was like, it, is it me? Do I attract alliteration, people? Like, what? Like what's going on? The crazy thing is, like, when you think about it, having other people you have a crush on, especially, like, in middle school and high school, it's an added layer of stress, especially as a Black girl at PWI, because it's not only, like, oh, I like this person, like, oh, they're cute. Like, you know, just the stress of having a crush, you know, exactly. getting cute for school, mm-hmm. deciding what day you're going to wear your skirt, like, it's a whole, <laughs> it's a whole process. <laughs> But not even just that. It's like, do they even like 
me back? Would they would they even like a black girl back? Huge it shock. adds a different level that shouldn't have to be there. Yeah. Especially if you went to an all white school for the for the most part and the only option you have is white boys, truly. Like let's really my high really. school especially, I was like, dang, like <laughs> The pickings are slim. Slim, okay. Slim, they're on not diet. even slim thick, okay? Not just even slim. slim thick. Just straight slim. No thick. And I slim was like, oh. Yeah, no, literally. Yeah. It was, it, yeah, it was giving like cinnamon from freaking Africa. <laughs> so I was like, <laughs> you know, like it just adds another layer of stress that I feel like really shouldn't be there. And mm-hmm. I feel like I really didn't get over that until college. I don't know about you. Mm, well, I, well, I mean, we both went to PWIs in college and, um, it was still slim pickings. Like we're going to go into it a little bit more um, in next episode on like basically our college dating life and stuff like that. But I didn't date or even talk to a black guy until my sophomore year. And that, Mm. that was Lola. Yeah. That was Lola. Yeah. Like, like seriously talk to. Cause Uh, I had a few few and far in between some here and there you know dating apps and stuff but nothing that I took seriously until Lola um so yeah it was it was definitely a rough time and around that time um I was having a very rough time at ASU I hated the computer science program and instead of switching majors I was just like let's just switch schools and it got so (laughs) bad that I was like I literally I had I have cousins in Atlanta I went to tour Spelman and I was going to apply to transfer right, right before COVID. And I'm really glad I didn't because, honestly, I would be I would have been sick. Like, paying that tuition. Oof. Yeah. That, we can have a whole episode on tuition alone. Mom. Because that's the why I think you choose your PWI usually is for cost. Oh, easily. Unless you really like the school. But, yeah. I mean, like, in my case, like, the only reason I was at UNLV is because it was cheap. Because I got into Howard. So, I was like, you know oh, where wow. I'm at. Yeah, like I like I I was like I'm going to DC either way. Between Georgetown and Howard, I was wow. like I got acceptances to both of these pe- places. One of them needs to have me. <laughs> and then I looked at that cost and I said, I don't mm. think either of them are going to have me unfortunately. Uh-uh. <laughs> unfortunately, I will not be making it over there. On the on the on the second hand, yeah. So, it's crazy when you think about like how much cost affects why you choose where you go because if cost wasn't a factor, I'm pretty sure we would be HBC- HBCUs anyway. Oh, easily. Yeah. Easily. They, they do need more funding. Like, I really feel Easily. like it needs to be talked about more. And the, the things that I've been saying on Twitter, I, I forgot what, what month it was, but they were going through a lot. They was living in tents. They intense. was having rats and mold. Like, what is going on? I was like, the, the, they said they said the food had mold in it. And Moms. The, 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 that's I saw, No, I saw a picture of one of the showers, and I said, that'll do it. No. That'll do it. Because I was like, I don't know what's growing in the corner. Moms. But that's a new variant right no. there <laughs> like ew it was, it was not it was not it I was like absolutely not so like I can understand like I feel like for HBCUs um I can't speak on personal experience but I feel like there's definitely like at least you're getting the culture aspect of it because um, I can tell you like it, especially growing up at a PWI when I'm in an area where it's just all black people and it's all it's just all of us just chilling like when I went to Atlanta I think the whole trip I went the whole trip without a single white person which is insane which is I, insane because for me, I'm if I see another black person throughout the day, you know you do the head nod. I'd be like, literally. Hey, girl, I just slide <laughs> you down. I'm like, literally. girl, where you been? I've been no, looking for I you been like before. for real. I'm like, where have you been? So like that reverse, it felt like a reverse cu- culture shock in a way. Yeah. But I already told Faith this. Like I could really see myself living in a place in Atlanta or like Houston or something because I loved it there. I was like, I feel like this is like home. Like <laughs> I should have yeah. been here to begin with, which is crazy. Yeah. 
no, no, no. Huge, huge, huge facts. Um, but I know we've kind of been dogging on PWIs. Um, the positives are few and far in between, but there are it's, still there some. are some. Yeah, there are some. Um, I know. Honestly, this is it hits close to home. Uh, I know how to operate in a setting where I, I am an I am a minority, as well as I'm super efficient at code switching. Like it's, super. It's, like it should be a list on the resume. It, it's, it's it's yeah. It's a skill. Yeah. But the HR lady will probably be like, girl, what is code switching? <laughs> you know? Google it, Urban Dictionary. <laughs> <laughs> and and the thing is, like, even though this is a positive, it's also kind of a negative because we've code switched all of our lives when we get around people that look like us in in settings that is just us, it's like you're talking white. Yeah. You sound true. white. That's you. Or even worse, when you get into like an all white setting and they feel like they have to talk black around you. Girl. Like they feel like they gotta like, hey sis. <laughs> Girl, let's not do that. Let's... I don't even sit on a daily day to day basis. I promise I'm like, you I don't. Who is your don't call me sis because I'm not your sister. Girl. Like do not do that. <laughs> I like that honestly I haven't had that much of a I, I haven't had that many experiences honestly more so I see it on TikTok and I'm like y'all be going through that yeah I, I I've definitely went through that at work especially oh wow and I feel like with code switching like I'm a switchboard I'm not even gonna hold you I will code Facts. switch till the day I die easily literally in in certain settings I just feel like it's too much especially if you're a black woman to feel like you can be comfortable around other other people in a school or work setting because it's already hard enough to be like um the only black person in the room and feel like you literally speak for your race whenever you enter whenever you enter anywhere when I enter a classroom I'm the only black person I enter a work a work meeting I'm the only black person at that table yeah like like there's just no room especially in a work setting like these these are not my friends is how I'm viewing no y'all not my friends I go to I go here nine to five and I that's it and I go meet my friends after work. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, it's definitely compartmentalizing what's who you need to be in, di- in different settings. And I'm not there. I'm not at work to make friends, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, I I worked at a tech company, um, intern there over the summer. And we had a Juneteenth um, discussion. And it was weird because there was this white guy who led the discussion. So I was like, okay, strike one. Um, but I guess he had it like adopted or like black children. So I guess that kind of made him a uh, girl. I don't know. Yeah. But um, even though, so this company preaches about diversity and include, include, inclusive girl, English, inclusivity. Inclusivity. Yeah. Thank you. Cause that, I, yeah. this COVID brain is getting me. Okay. <laughs> I literally said horology. Like, what is that? <laughs> anyway. <laughs> um, and they, I mean, they were right. Obviously, as a black woman, as a black person in general, but specifically being in STEM, at being a black woman, do you do the check when you get into mm-hmm. a room? You're like, am I only the only one here? Yeah. And if there's a black <laughs> woman, I'm like shocked. And there was a there was a black woman and a black guy, and I was like, this is dang, y'all really are diverse. We in here deep, like wow. This I mean, out of thirteen, it was three, but dang, like this is amazing. So during the Juneteenth discussion. I felt like since the black guy wasn't there, he was doing something. And the black girl, she was there, but she was a bit more quiet. I'm I'm extrovert. It just felt like I had to speak up or mm-hmm. I wasn't doing my job as a black person. Mm, yeah. You know, and the thing is, I learned about what Juneteenth was this year. Yeah, Let's talk about that. Because 
they don't teach you yeah especially in our states like I did not learn in in school at least I did not learn nothing about Juneteenth until I was older and I was able to do research on my own and I was I was seeing people like online talking about it Mm -hmm. like I learned more from like Twitter like Twitter Twitter, yeah Twitter, Twitter threads talking about Juneteenth and the history and I'm like why have we not talked about this before now like I think Facts. I found out very like I would say in college and then I started celebrating it like instead of July 4th so it was just like it Moms. was a, it was a shift because I'm like when did like first of all it should already be a part of the curriculum so the fact that it isn't let's talk Facts. about that mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah I think that also plays a role too because like you said you enter to a room people automatically look at you to be the representative of what they see black people as in that yeah. So, I mean, I keep it very prim and proper and very, prim and proper. very okay. much, very much on the surface because it's like, I'm, I'm not putting myself in a predicament where people feel like they can degrade you or kind of criticize your life. Um, especially if you get closer to the people you work with, the people at school. Mm-hmm. Um, I know for me, like my friends and stuff, we can we can be relaxed and have a good time outside of those settings. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? Like we just know when it's time to when it's time to code switch, it's time to code switch. And There's I feel like it's one of those things. I feel like it's one of those things if you know, you know. Because I had a conversation with um like one of my classmates and he was like, Oh, like I know you probably don't talk like like you, you probably are more relaxed or more like, you know, like not code switching basically Whoa. outside of work and outside of school. So like why mm-hmm. don't you just why don't you be yourself is what he Mm-mm. said. He said, I'm sorry. be yourself. I said, as a, I said, you don't understand. You don't understand. Mm-hmm. I said, as a black woman, I don't even have that luxury no. in the spaces I'm in, in Facts. accounting and finance, which is heavily male dominated. I yeah. don't even have that luxury. Like we're not there yet. You know what no. I mean? Like we're not there yet to feel comfortable. I wish we were, but we mm-hmm. are not there yet, especially in these corporate settings to feel like you can be yourself because it's, first of all, we're just now getting into the room. Like <sighs> let me sit Girl. down first. You know what I mean? So let me get comfy. Let me get comfy. And especially being like the first, the first, the first, like that emphasis on being the first. Yeah. You kind of have to set like a a precedence in order Mm -hmm. to get to that point where we can feel more comfortable and be able to quote unquote be ourselves. I said, first of all, you don't even know me. Let's not. Please. (laughs) You don't know me. me. You don't know me. So let's not do that. But Mm. yeah, I think it's really interesting because we don't really have that. Like someone can be, you know, in a silly, goofy mood and be white in the work setting and they just get called. It's like, oh, yeah. Oh, you're so crazy. So fun to work with. But if we (laughs) do it, (laughs) if we do it, it's they're not taking their job serious. Yeah. So it's a different dynamic. Moms, the way I was Googling in the session, I was like, what does Juneteenth mean? (laughs) (laughs) I literally I was like, wow, like. I'm not cultured at all. And the thing is, it's not my fault. Like, yes, I'm old enough to look it up. But there's so many things that I have to do with college, work, internships, all that. I'm not thinking about looking up what Juneteenth is. And the thing is, I I really feel bad because I know Arizona especially, like, they don't even, you guys don't even celebrate Martin Luther King. Like, yeah, no. It's crazy, like, the way that the states handle it, too, because I feel like had you been in a different state or, like, yeah. had you been in a state that has more Black people, it would have already been, like, talked about, you know? Yeah. I mean, okay, so, like, we march for MLK and we have, like, this whole thing, but, like, if... And it's a lot of church communities. So if you're not in the church, you're not going to know that this is happening because it's right. not like it's not like the government says like, "Hey, we're doing this." It's literally the one of the mega churches here. They put it on. Wow. So yeah. it's not like in your face. Wow. No. Crazy. 
No, if we didn't have Snapchat or Instagram, and like I wasn't like a pastor's kid, I would not never have marched. Wow. Probably. It's literally word of mouth. Yeah. Yeah. That's it, and that's all. Um, what is it? Um, I know if if you came from TikTok, um, I know you saw that last picture of us having our hair strained. And I feel like that's also a huge outcome of going to a PWI. Cute. Oh my gosh. Hair alone, like I really feel like the epitome of being black at a PWI (laughs) and being a girl. And you know, just like just what you go through growing up, like adolescence and like coming into who you are is realizing like you're not ugly, you're at a PWI. Literally. That could literally be the title of this episode. You are not you, you are not blank. You're just at a PWI. Uh-huh. Because I'm telling you, like, growing up and being the only Black girl in a setting, you, like I said earlier, you have to kind of enter, like, thinking, first of all, are these people even going to treat me correct? Because half yes. the time, no. Yes. And if it comes to a guy or it comes to dating or, like, just how the beauty standard is, it's like I'm not the beauty standard at this school. Oh, absolutely not. Because, listen, when I, especially when I got to college, I was like, oh, wow. Like, I... I have not been um, ugly these all these years. I was just not in the right place. <laughs> like, I was around guys who genuinely just do not like black women. Or if they yeah. do like black women, they're colorist. And they only like you if you look a certain way. Huge so facts. it was just like, oh, my gosh. But when I got to college, I was like, hold on now. Like, <laughs> y'all actually like black women and it's not like a front? Like, it's you know, amazing. Like, it's not like a, it's not like a, what are they called? Um, Facade? yeah you know when guys are like oh chocolate like they put extra emphasis oh, on it just yes. to be like my Nubian queen Nubian queen yes. you know just put an extra on it that don't need to be there <laughs> like these guys genuinely like love black women and I was like oh my god like hold up like am I fine you know this, so this is amazing crazy. yeah I was like okay so it's yeah I feel like with hair especially um I feel like a lot of girls that went to PWIs kind of went through that period where you were either straightening your hair, you had a relaxer. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, me and my straightener in seventh grade were joined at the hip. Besties. Didn't know any better. Besties for besties for like honestly. Okay. And it was crazy because at that time, I genuinely believed that like, if I, if I, if I had straight hair, it made me cuter. If I had oh, straight yeah. hair. And it wasn't like something that someone outright said I think that's the worst part it's kind of implied in the yeah. way that people are treated the way that people in your school are treated the way the white girls are treated the way that yep. Asian girls are treated um Hispanic girls mm-hmm. it's like you you already see the difference in how you're treated versus other races and you kind of try to try to like um negate all those effects in a way yeah and it comes out in the way that you do your hair, the way that you dress, yep. um, the way that you talk. Like, it's kind of like an assimilation thing. And people just, it just happens over time. But with hair especially, mm-hmm. yeah. I did not go natural until 2018. Best decision I've ever decided to do. Facts. Like, changed my life, honestly. Like, I can't yeah. really say that. Yeah, for me, um, let's frick. I didn't do my edges for the first time, I think, until freshman year of college. And one, I just, since I traded my hair all the time, I was like, it's going to make my hair crunchy. And I only wash my hair. I wash my hair every two weeks. So I was like, no, I'm not about to ruin this straighten. That was not, that, <laughs> it was not a good straighten. <laughs> it was not, a, I swear, I was in the, literally no oil, no grease, no absolutely anything, no edges. It was just bare, dry straighten. And it looked like a, a barely a good blow dry. Okay. So, um, Growing like growing up now in college, like 
I did my edges. Uh, my friend, she she was the first person. She let me use her curly hair products. And I know that's how, I, that's how you know. Like, that was honestly one of my first Black friends that mm-hmm. put me onto that. And I was like, wow, like, this stuff is expensive. And you're teaching me how to do a twist out? Like, this is amazing. And I literally have pictures. It was when I went to Disneyland. And that was the first time I had my hair curly. And I literally felt like, wow, I'm a Black girl. Like, I'm a black girl's black girl like this is amazing yeah Um, and and going back to like the clothing mom's seventh grade I my mom couldn't afford Hollister or eight or whatever wherever you go skater skirts my mom couldn't afford that (laughs) thank you and my mom also couldn't afford Doc Martens and I felt like wow like I'm just not there but I finally got some I got some knockoff ones from Santee Alley in California and freshman year, and I really felt like I was on cloud nine. Like, I, I had oh. skater skirts. I had clear knockoff Doc Martens. I'm talking about my feet were sweating in there. Not the clear. Not, not, not they were cloudy in the shoes. Mom did cloudy. Cloudy with the chance of meatballs, bro. <laughs> like, <laughs> but I really felt like I was on cloud nine. Like, wow, I finally made it. Like, I'm on, I'm, I'm not subpar anymore. Like, I'm on y'all's level. Mm, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, um yeah that's that was kind of my vibe that I had going on um but I know for you high school was a bit a bit uh, a bit mm, you know yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's crazy like I don't know I kind of feel like for high school I really 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 leaned into like school especially like I've always been the type of girl like I loved school growing up I've been like like school was I don't want to say it was part of my identity, but I was really... A school girly. A school girly, yeah. yeah. Like, I've always been really good in, like, a classroom and, like, really good at just, like, absorbing information. So, mm-hmm. like, school, I knew for me, like, especially being, like, in the situation I was at, like, my middle and high school, I knew that if anything, if anything, at least I could be good at school. They can yeah. never say you're not smart. They can Listen. never take that away, you know? Like, they can never say you're not good at school. They can never say you're not hardworking and determined so I literally put everything like all of my energy into Mm -hmm. just being good a good student and just like just it's selling there so like for me like that was my way of in in a sense coping and you know when you say coping I think people take it wrong like oh what were you going through that was so bad on a (laughs) day-to-day basis and it's like I don't know I don't know if you would necessarily call it trauma because nothing outright traumatic was happening every single like I was not getting tomatoes thrown at me every day no tomato tomato but no tomato tomato but it didn't shape who you are it shaped who I was and there was small things that added up you know like especially when it comes like microaggressions and small things the small things really really take a toll and you know like I would say it was kind of like just micro dosing trauma (laughs) oh easily it wasn't it wasn't yeah it wasn't nothing like you know like I wasn't getting called slurs every single day (laughs) but the small stuff and like the little ways that I was treated took a huge toll for real especially in the classroom because I'm Mm -hmm. like girl this is this is my only place to really feel like okay like can't nobody talk to me here you know like facts you know so it's just it's a way of just coping I feel like yeah, um, for me, my first black teacher was, I want to say, senior year of high school. Mm. And she was a black woman. And I was like, this is amazing. Because I only ever had white teachers or um, white male or lady, lady teachers. So it was a bit rough. It was a bit shocking when I walked in and I was like, girl, you look <laughs> like me. Like, 
this is good. Like, said, oh, we in here. <laughs> like, wow. Like you and the thing, she didn't treat me any, di- any differently. And it, yeah. it was really cool. Like yeah. she treated us all like we were equals. And it really felt like, dang, I wish I had this growing up. Years ago. For Years. real. Because I feel real. like it would have, now it would have changed me who I, it would have changed who I am as a person, but I do think it would have helped uh, for me to understand like seeing black women and just black people in general in like positions of power. Right. Teacher, you know, like that shapes, like, like I'm like, oh, like maybe, I mean, probably not because I have a really intense shopping problem. Well, uh, shopping cart problem. I never press like my car, my credit card. <laughs> that, that's but, the problem. I be yeah, pressing. I be pressing order. <laughs> pressing, but like maybe if I saw them growing up and see, saw the impact they had on me, I would become a teacher. You know, but yeah, that that salary is not for me. To go back to my teacher, this man, he was an AP US history teacher, and I feel like nobody has a good time in AP US history. If ever, if you know, you know. Okay, so they were literally like, he, this man literally was scared of me okay and I had forgot about it because like when you go through something like that like on a day-to-day basis you after I don't remember a lot of high school but the valedictorian of my school sometime in college she she swiped up my story and was like hey do you remember Mr. So-and-so and he would be always scared of you and the thing is he was scared of me this man was 6'3 Built like cinnamon, okay. <laughs> Literally never wore an undershirt. Not slim Jim. And this this man's happy trail was showing the entire time. So it's like, sir, maybe if you put an undershirt on, you would not be scared of me. I don't know. I don't know what superpowers I gave, but anyways. I would literally, if he would say something wrong, I'd be like, oh, no, I read the book, and I don't think that's <laughs> can, can we Can we discuss? Because this man would assign us, like, 100 pages a week. Like, it was bad. Like, one of the worst classes I've ever taken, as well, in college. So, yeah. um, he would just be like, oh, I don't, frick, I don't, I don't know, Faith, you know, I just, like, why are you Not him high? sweaty? Yeah, like, why are your palms sweaty in the middle of the classroom? I'm spaghetti mom like with a 17 year old girl I'm not gonna hit you moms and the thing is I was less than 100 pounds at this time so even me now I'm I'm not a scary looking person but the (laughs) thing is if you're wrong and you're teaching me I'm going to correct you because what do I look like you you assign me all this work I'm I'm going to combat what you said you said I know the content now listen I need the platform (laughs) I had the plan I just need the platform literally I had the plan I just need the platform okay so that that was kind of my you know for only real form of like microaggressions that I can remember because honestly I've tuned all of high school out and after yeah. I graduate college I'm tuned all of college out so we <laughs> just I'm counting the days down essentially yeah, truly and you know I for the most part I tuned out everything that happened in high school that was like mm, you know like and that that's really that's really most of it mm-hmm. but the one thing that really stuck out to me so I I had a similar thing but this time it was AP government. The social studies teacher is like, y'all just need to get it together. Because <laughs> I don't know what was going on. Literally. So this teacher that I had, um, he was white. And my class was about, I'd say, less than 20 people. It was a pretty small group. Mm-hmm. So it's me in there, only black girl. And then there's a black guy in the class. And that's about it. And I remember one day, like, um, we were talking about something. And I was talking with the teacher. It was very, like, open discussion type class. Mm-hmm. I was talking with the teacher about something. And I don't know if he got mad at what I said or, like, weird. Because it was a very, like, political heavy class. Keep in mind. Mm-hmm. Like, AP government. This Facts. is literally during, like, right right after, like, um, elections and stuff. Like, we're mm-hmm. in, like, peak Trump time. Facts. So, like, oh. we're talking about opinions and stuff. And I'm giving mine, like, you know. And I forgot what he said. But he was, like, I had just gotten fresh braids. So, you know, like, 
mm-hmm. immediately kind of in a bad mood because you know the day after fresh <laughs> braids forehead on tight like easily you gotta pop a couple ibuprofen yeah you know so it was mm-hmm. just already like just heavy like you know just heavy on my head mm-hmm. and I had just gotten him done the day before and he said something to the effect of like, I don't remember exactly like his exact words, but he said something to the effect of basically, oh, I like your hair. Is it all yours? Mm. Mm. Is it all your moms? Girl. Moms. Girl. Uh-huh. I was, you know, when you're so mad, you know, if you say something, you're going to be disrespectful and cry. Yeah. Like I, I knew, I knew had I said something, <laughs> I was getting it spelled three months before I graduated. Absolutely uh, not. Literally, it was like four years ago around this time. Mm-hmm. Literally four years ago. Literally, like, I'm not going to say to the date, but like around this time, <laughs> this happened. <laughs> and I was so mad. Like, I didn't even know how to like, I couldn't even express it because I was like, how dare you? How dare you? How dare you? How dare you? Mm-hmm. And even everyone in the class was like, <gasps> like, it was like a collective, like, oh, damn. Mm. Like, you, you know, even when the white kids know they didn't cross the line. Facts. So, it was just like crazy. And I remember I literally just sat there because I was just racking my brain. I was like, either I'm going to cuss this man out right now or I'm going to cry. Either yeah. way, it's not going to end good. At all. And I remember just being so mad. And it was just like a collective silence, and including myself, because I just mm-hmm. didn't know. Like, keep in mind, I'm a kid. Like, I literally didn't know how to just, like, I was just like, I, I'm only 16. I don't know how to handle a situation like this and be yeah. able to handle it in a way where I can like literally just read this man to filth and going about my day like I just was not emotionally and just like the way I was wired at that point I was not ready to handle just dealing with that right up in your face Mm -hmm. and low-key like looking at it we talk about microaggressions and everything that was macroaggressive and oh yeah truly in in looking back, I would have preferred him just been like I'm racist and called me a slur. I would have gone <laughs> on about my day like, okay, we get it, you know, like just call me a like he would have just called me a slur and kept him pushing. Now I can file like now something. I can file something. Be like he called me the n word in the middle of the class, you know, like I could have done something like that. Yeah. But for him to say something so like calculated in a way, mm-hmm. it's like he knew he could say it and get he away with waiting. it. Because had I had I went and filed and you know spoke out against it. Mm-hmm. guess what everyone on the administration was just like him they'd been like oh he was just talking about your hair it was a compliment he said he yeah. liked it Fact. so it's it's so difficult to deal with microaggressions in a white setting especially in school mm-hmm. because if you say something you're now the angry black girl yeah now um, now 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 you now you're making a scene now you're making it bigger than what it has to be um to this day if I see this man in person, he knows the deal. <laughs> you can meet me outside because I'm pissed. Like, now I think back, and I just have a list of things I could do to read this man to film. <laughs> For real. Like, you know when you be looking back at old arguments and thinking mm-hmm. about what you would say? In the shower. Yeah. 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 And I'm like, you was mad because you had two scoops of hair, two little <laughs> tablespoons. <laughs> Talking Mom. about the braids. You don't got edges. Let's start there. So it was just, it's, it's um. a lot looking back, but I... I'm kind of like I feel like those experiences really helped me know that like in those situations you have to say something like mm-hmm. granted I was only I was a kid I didn't really know how to handle it and I didn't really have any backup in that class for real like there was not really anyone that was really gonna come to my defense mm-hmm. so uh that's that's also something to keep in mind but now I'm like yeah you yeah. know who you are sir mm-hmm. sir sir okay <laughs> but um I want to say that brings us to the finale of our discussion. Yeah, um, that was good. I mean, that, this I, was a heavy day. This was a lot to unpack. This was a lot of unpacked trauma. 
yeah. that I had to dig up when I was making the notes for this po- this episode. Right. Um, but, you know, let's end, up, end this on a positive note. Denasia, what's bringing you joy right now? Something that's bringing me joy right now, um, I don't know if y'all watch football. Um, <laughs> me, <laughs> me, not so much. Uh, <laughs> I was at the Super Bowl parties and stuff I was there for the wings and the nachos I'm not gonna Fact. hold you and the vibes mm-hmm. and uh the, the halftime performance was so good I don't know if you saw it but it was, it, it was it was amazing um it was like Snoop Dogg it was 50 Cent it was like it was just a lot of like really good black artists and I feel like I don't want to say it was the blackest Super Bowl we've ever had the blackest Super Bowl performance because we mm-hmm. definitely had Beyonce and Bruno like that was a moment mm-hmm um, but it was really nice to see that, like, on the center stage. Like, you consider the Super Bowl performance is one of, like, the biggest performances you can have, I'd Back. say, in the world. Or mm-hmm. not the world, the nation. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was really good to see that first and firsthand and also just front and center. Because I was I was having a great time. It really Back. brought me joy. And ever since then, I've been listening to my West Coast playlist because West Coast, Best Coast. Easy. So it's just been, it's been great. It's been really mm-hmm. bringing me joy, just, like, you know, the little things. Huge facts. Um, for me... Uh, my friend so you do you have that friend where she'll tell you stuff here and there and then she'll pop up with some big news like very late like girl oh what? yeah like like months later like oh Mo- yeah by the way bro it's giving uh oh yeah by the way friend so that's that's one of my five infinity stones I got five solid girlies um it's giving very much bridesmaids Denise is a part of it obviously but hey. yes I literally can't wait to be engaged so I can send out the presents but child anyway um one of my Infinity Stones, she had been t- telling me about this guy here and there. Some, like, good, some bad things. And I was like, okay, cool. Like, this is, is giving side piece because I don't hear yeah. about him that often. But it, it not side piece, but the only guy she was talking to. But, like, it didn't feel as serious as I guess it was. So she's on Snapchat saying, like, oh, yo, it's, it's cringe fest on Valentine's Day. And I'm like, yeah, you know, it is what it is. And, you know, me and my boyfriend, that's my, that's my guy. So yeah, I'm going to post him. I'm going to, yeah, yeah, I'm going to post it. Tell me why I'd start talking to this girl yesterday. And I'm like, hey, so what's girl? Because this girl, so she soft launched him last week and then hard launched him. Um, Mm. She hard launched him with balloons in her, in her, um, in her door. Oh, not with, the like, hotel room with the mom, with the roses on the bed. Moms, like he literally had like I want to say chocolates and balloons in his hand, and she posted them. And I'm like, I just swiped up and said, hmm, because she don't be post people like that. She don't want people in her business. It's giving very much to Nasia. So I was yeah, like, what? No, literally, <laughs> like what is? I'm this? not like, hard launching nobody. You bro, get a little a little snippet. I'll post your arm. You, you will get that. a hairline or a tattoo. Like, hey, do any of y'all see, like? Is this familiar? Anyone recognize this tattoo? Exactly. Y'all been so, in this room before, bro? <laughs> so, so this girl, I'm like, okay. So this man, your side piece is getting you balloons. Like, what's the title? Like, please, I need the title. Five minutes after a whole discussion, she's like, oh yeah, he asked me to be his. Um, she he asked me out on Sunday, and I'm like, so you're on Snapchat. Just go and ham on everybody else. Meanwhile, you're a girlfriend. Turkey. I say, you know what? I'm literally never taking anything you say with less than a grain of salt. Because what what is wrong with you? You're like it's giving very much hypocrite. And I'm just so excited that she's a boy. She has a boyfriend, and like they're really cute. Like he he brought her ice cream for her birthday, Aww. and like it was just so cute. Hello, like love. yeah, I'm I'm piecing together the like the puzzle, and I'm like, oh, the, he's a really good guy. You know, but yeah. the way she was talking about him, I'm like, oh, this is just like a little, 
a little, a little, a little for now. For now, exactly. To be determined. So, <laughs> I'm really excited. I really want to go to because I kind of see her as my daughter because she's a bit younger than me. So I really want to go to dinner with um because she calls my boyfriend dad. So and, and me mom. So I want to go to dinner with them and just meet him because I really have never met him. So yeah, yeah that's that's my what's bringing me joy because I I just love when my friends and relationships and being treated right like balloons and chocolate. She's never had that before. Yeah, so, emphasis on being treated right, Oof. girl. Uh, treated right to anybody to any per- prospective Danasia men. Hey, right. talk to him. Okay, talk hey. to him. <laughs> okay, that was the alert. Okay, treat uh, we'll get right. into that next episode. We oh, then, oh, easily, easily. Y'all stay um, tuned. <laughs> <laughs> please stay tuned. Please follow us. Um, our socials are Type A Black Girls on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Instagram, and mm-hmm. we post at least three times a week. Just so you guys can see what's going on with us. And see yeah. our faces, too. Like See our faces. Face face. Huge, and huge, huge facts. Yeah. So you guys will see more about that. Um, you'll also see um, an actual video because Faith be vlogging. She be getting it on camera. You'll no, see an okay. actual video of what went down last episode, but this time via YouTube. So we'll yes. have the YouTube link drop in for that also huge on facts. page. So just mm-hmm. stay tuned. And yeah, you see us every Friday. We drop every Friday. Every so. Friday. Okay. Stay tuned. We're going to see y'all next week. I appreciate yes. y'all listening. This was a heavy episode, but I hope heavy. you guys could like get something from it. Um, Huge facts. And if you're white and listening or you're non-black, I hope you can listen to this and just understand the experience um, that we go through yeah. on a day-to-day basis. Yeah. I feel like it's easier just explain it by stories and being like oppression because they don't understand it until you really put it in your face. Facts. In their face. So I hope y'all got something from this. Um, yeah, I guess we're gonna see y'all next week. Yes, please let us know if you got it, what you liked, what you didn't like, what you enjoyed, um, on our Instagram. So we because we we love we love a good words of affirmation. We we, we love it, love language. <laughs> <laughs> and also if you could leave a rating, I forgot about that. Leave yes. a rating on either Spotify or Apple Music, wherever you're listening. Mm-hmm. Um, that way we can get feedback and know if someone out there is listening to the Huge full rats. 51 minutes. <laughs> no girl literally after you cut it down probably Ooh, not girl, we but talking. <laughs> okay <laughs> but okay i'll we'll see y'all next friday bye all right bye